thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra in on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, I'm and dying I- I'm dying of consumption, babe. That's that's the plot of Moulin Rouge. I feel like there's a little bit of a Nicole... A kid, a kid massance, if I, you will. Well, no, no, no. You know, azance, Not that she ever went anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not an azance. It's a... She's it's, just very present in pop culture in the moment. Yes. So when you think about that classic question, who is the celebrity who, no matter what, no questions asked, you will show up to any movie, TV show, event, whatever they do, who is that person? A lot of people say Julia Roberts, Meryl Streep, you know... When I think about that question, I'm pretty sure my answer is Nicole Kidman. Moulin Rouge and only Moulin Rouge was one of the biggest cultural shifts of my childhood, and we'll get into that. And it obviously, and for me, it was Practical Magic. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. So we had huge Nicole Kidman related cultural pivots. And I do think we will need to do a separate episode on Practical Magic yeah, for a yeah. Halloween this year, and a separate episode on Moulin Rouge, maybe. But we will be d- diving into yeah. them today because. We are talking about Nicole Kidman. We are going through her oeuvre. Um, oeuvre. And looking at not just her work, but like Nicole Kidman as she shows up in pop culture at large. Because this is Like a Virgin, the show where we give yesterday's pop culture today's takes. I'm Rose Damu. I'm Fran Toronto. Right now I'm wearing a wi- my undoing wig. Fran is wearing a wig that's more I'm like... I'm going to do the boy erased wig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the old country mom. Actually, like... maybe I'll do the birth wig. 
Oh, I've that's never, good. I've never seen Birth. I know the basic premise of it, <laughs> and I don't know that I want to see it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. you know, happy for the people who love it. Yeah. Oh, actually, maybe the wig I'm wearing is her wig from the beginning of Stepford Wives when she has the short dark hair. Stunning. Oh, I like It's I a like, very good look. I like her Stepford hair. I think the classic kind of like the movie. like blonde yeah, curls. And uh she's yeah. her oh god. Oh Anyways. Stepford Wives is a great movie. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about it. I'm in Los Angeles. Fran is in New York. Yes, I'm in New York. I'm having what feels like my seventh birthday party in the last two weeks span. Um, I just came to the East Coast to celebrate with some friends. That is why my audio sounds a little shitty today. I forgot the little wire part that connects to my microphone. Very sorry to I all truly, the virgins at home. I, I love you. I love your birthday. I love um, <laughs> celebrating your birthday with you. I personally don't understand the impulse to celebrate one's birthday that much. Yeah. I don't even want to do it once. I, as a tourist, throw my own birthday party every year, if not multiple birthday parties. Parties, parties yes. But I woke up this morning and I had a New York bagel. And oh, I'm so jealous. You should be jealous because, I mean, not to trash talk LA, but like the bagels there are just Los not Angeles on, bagels are bullshit. They're on, not on par. And let me tell you, they I don't mean, exist. I'm sorry to take it here, controversial opinion, but like this, like, kind of Instagram famous, like, LA bagel place, Courage Bagels, the one that, the, did you see the New York Times article about this place? You know I don't read newspapers. A year or two ago, like, the, the New York Times wrote a piece that was like, the best bagels are in Los Angeles. And now, every time that's you... Not, that's not a thing. It's not true. But now, every time you walk past Courage Bagels, there's, like, a two-block long line, like, out the door. It's cuckoo. I went to this place. Rose, there's no eggs on the menu. No eggs for a bagel place. That makes no sense. And then they didn't... Have, they were out of coffee. And I waited so long. What? Yes, they were out of coffee. When I was like, what the fuck okay, is Okay, that's huge mega flop due to caca. And, I, and I, I ordered a salt bagel, which I was actually very excited about because it had been a minute since I ordered oh. a salt bagel. And there was no salt on it. Not enough well, salt. LA. Yeah, exactly. They were like, oh, this low-sodium salt bagel. Um, anyways, sorry to to end rant on on bagels. No, I, I, I am in the trenches right here with you. <laughs> I hate that Los Angeles d- doesn't have good bagels. There, um, My Hinge profile, you know, one of the questions says, I'm buying if um, we're getting a round of, and my answer is bagels. Bagels. Um, I am a Jewish girl from Boca Raton. There is nothing I love more than a good bagel. And I have yet to find one in LA. And every time I say that to someone, they're like, wait, but have you tried this place? Have you tried this place? I actually hooked up with someone a couple months ago who works at a bagel place and they were like oh but the bagels that we have are really good and I was like no they're not and they were like have you ever been there and I said no but I know that the bagels aren't good and they were like oh I'm gonna bring you some and I said please don't please do not you can throw that in please do not I used to work at a bagel store I've stopped trying yeah, I used to work at a bagel store, and we threw out garbage bags filled with bagels. Um, oh my god, they're as, so good. Oh god. New York bagels are so good. Um, you know what else is really good, Rose? What? Um, Heartstopper, this show on Netflix that you high-key introduced me to because you gave me the first edition. It was like the first installation of the graphic novel series that it's based mm-hmm. on while I had COVID. Yeah. And now it's a show on I Netflix. I knew you needed something, um, you know, uh, 
tender and and nice. Let me and tell you, sweet. I opened I opened up that book thinking like you know I was gonna uh, fall asleep to it after like page fifteen, and I was up until one finishing that book. It was so good, and the show which really like lifts scenes from the book like panel by panel, which I really love. Like it's a very true adaptation. Was just as well. Delightful. It was helmed by Alice Osman, who wrote and drew the comics. No way, that never happened. Yeah, yeah. Alice was the showrunner. Wow, that reminds me of like the perks of being a wallflower adaptation, also by the author, and how it was just like such a true, perfect. Like it never happens that way, where like the adaptation is is as good or embellishes what we enjoyed about the book. But like, I mean, there are a lot of things I loved about Heartstopper. I'd be curious to know like what you loved about it. But like, first off, like. Every character that isn't one of the two main characters is a lesbian in this show. Like, yes. every single, <laughs> yeah. like, even the characters that aren't lesbians are lesbians. Like, the teachers, yeah, and it's the so, parents. And it's, so, the... it's so great that they talk specifically about being lesbians. Yeah. I think, like, for some reason in TV that has become, like, a naughty word or, like, I don't know, there's this feeling from Gen Z that they don't want to define themselves or shouldn't have to or, like, you know, Harry Styles saying, like, he'll never reveal his sexuality or whatever. And it's just so nice to have, like, these girls saying they are lesbians because that is really important for the young lesbians watching the show. Exactly. And, like, lesbian humor really snuck through over and over again. And also bisexual humor because there's a bi character in this show. And, like, I'm sure this was the moment that was it for you. But, like, kind of spoiler alert, the moment that one of the main characters figures out that he's bisexual is when he's watching Pirates of the Caribbean and he realizes that he's attracted to both Keira Knightley and Orlando Bloom, which is that, that genius. Was, that's how it happened. That's how it happened. That is exactly how it happened Everyone for me. knows that there are two bisexual cultural objects in this world, and it's Pirates of the Caribbean and Aladdin. And if you're attracted to both of the romantic leads in those movies, that is like yeah, your bisexual awakening. Yeah, um, that is true. Yeah. Um, I also just loved um, L, the um, character played by um, Yasmin Finney, who's trans. I thought it was so great to see a trans character who's like any um, any conflict she had in her life was not about being trans. Um, and even the way she was introduced where they said like, oh yeah, she used to go to school with us. Like they never, they never had to like have a moment where they're like, yes, her name used to be this and she used to identify this way. And like, it was just like really, it was a really nice, um, just look at what queer representation in popular culture can be if it's done the right way by queer people. Yeah, and, like, the other thing about, like, queer storytelling is, like, a lot of the stories that we're used to are stories wherein the trans person or the queer person, like, walks into the room and everything has to come to a screeching halt to, like, acknowledge That's that That's what happens every time tra- I enter a room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone's <laughs> like, wait, we just have to stop and say that this person is trans. But, like, with Heartstopper, it's, like, the queerness, even though there are, like, coming out um, components of the plot, like, the, it's all very effortless and the plot does not really waste time um, under the umbrella of oppression and it gets right into the drama and the love and the romance. It's so good. Yes, it's very sweet. Um, highly recommend. We also started on our Netflix role um, Selling Sunset this week, this this past week. Um, I just finished it last night. I finished it too. What did you think? 
what is Christine really gonna leave the O group? Like what? I, I'm, What's I'm going shook. on? This season has really picked up. Like I, I think the fifth, like it really, like I don't know, has been like a, a roller coaster for me. And like I Truly. was, I was not a passive watcher this season. Um, I was very active. Micah is so hot. <laughs> So hot. It's insane. I just have to pour one out for Chelsea. She And her is indecipherable accent. Indecipherable. She went to the Dory Kemsley School of Dialect Coaching, Mama. And I have to tell you, Chelsea is such an exceptional villain. Like, the way she goes into a conversation and hoses all these other girls down, like, to me, it's just, like, so, it's, like, so incisively done. And I think something that she does very well is be a reality TV character. You know what I mean? A lot of the other girls are, like, amazing, but you're, like, you know, we're real estate agents, like, we're trying to do our job, and Chelsea's there to, like, be on TV, and she's, like, so good at it. Also, I mean, Roman, like... Uh, parts of romaine like, oh is it romaine yeah like the lettuce. R- like the lettuce i think parts of like earlier seasons like i didn't quite like get it i was like okay like i don't know i always call him like uh, mary's like mail order bride kind of moment but like for me like romaine i think something about this season i was like and maybe it's because he's very like adam driver sized i'm like he's really doing it for me and he's very charming and like i love his conflicts with mary are much more relatable um speaking of speaking of adam driver um <laughs> no I, I did finish girls on saturday i watched all six seasons of girls in two weeks that's kind of gross it it is it is sick i'm concerned um, for your health i'm also concerned for my health i mean i'll say i've been dealing with some personal issues which have led me to spend hours at a time <laughs> watching girls on HBO Max and the girls have been there for me in the trenches. The it, girls indeed. The last season is so good. Um we we talked about this a lot last week. If you haven't listened to our girls episode, please do. But yeah, I think like there definitely are some bad seasons around the middle that I I didn't really remember much of, but the last two seasons are so great. And um, I don't know. I might be ready for a Lenaissance. Rose, don't even invoke that. I mean, we already had our Lenaissance. Like, I don't even, I don't think that there's a Zance to be happening. Yeah, with her. a Zance is a return. Um, we are having, you know, Jemima, aka Jessa, is very much in the culture. She's going to be in conversations with friends, which is the next Sally Rooney adaptation on Hulu, which I am excited about because I like conversations with friends even more than I liked normal people, the book, but the trailer made it look very melodramatic in a way that Sally Rooney's writing just isn't. Mm. Have you read any Sally Rooney? No, that's another kind of like tragically heterosexual, like... Thing, well, like fad conversations I, with friends is queer. Yeah, you were telling um, me, and all, I mean, also her most recent book, "My Beautiful World, Where Are You?" There's a bisexual character in it. Yeah, but trailers are marketing. We'll see what the show is actually like. I obviously will be watching it, both for you know the Sally Rooney of it all, and because I want to see if um, Taylor Swift's boyfriend is going to show cock. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's in it, or at least butt. Yeah, at he's least the, but. he's the male lead. 
Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things that you're just gonna have to let me know because I will never read the books and I probably won't watch the things. You know what I mean? But I respect okay. and love. I think you're missing out. I think it would be a great beach read this summer for you. I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll have a gander the next time I get the flu or something, but not not today. Um, but speaking of Hulu, uh, there's a new lesbian rom-com on Hulu called Crush. Have you heard about this? I have. Um, I mean, we we know several people who were involved in it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's quite there was quite an amazing cast and team of writers on this film, and it is the most adorable, like teeny bopper kind of love triangle story I have seen in quite some time, and also just like tragically like one of a kind in its era. Like they're really like a, a lesbian rom-com that takes place in high school should not be rare. And I think to see like Ron Blanchard and the girl from Moana and like all these other folks kind of come together to Moana's in it. Yes. Moana's in it. And she's oh my good. God. Oh, but, and she's, she's queer IRL, right? I believe so. Yes. And all three of the leads are extremely hot, Um, which is maybe my one complaint. I was like, it's, I was like all three of these, like they're all so, hot like what i was like what is even it we need ugly representation yes we need ugly representation um but the jokes are whip smart the ending maybe a little too tidy but like the thing about like representation at large is like we need to just be making things and like not like tearing them apart we say like this is a movie and it was cute and i enjoyed myself and i also had a cute date like on that at the movie screening and so you know that's like what these movies are for to like take dates to right yes one film though that i would not have taken a date to is the northman well actually maybe i would because it's that's kind of my date vibe. Yeah, it is. Um, we, today, obviously, our, our larger conversation is about Nicole Kidman and Fran and I had planned to see The Northmen together um, due to scheduling that was not possible. And I think it's probably for the best because, Fran, you would have hated it. Really? You would have hated it so much. Oh, my God. I mean, you didn't like The Green Knight. Yeah. Um, you you would have hated hated the northman you know it's it's so violent and gory and it's so um mask even though there's a lot of like there's a there's a lot of great performances by women in it and like as it turns out the women kind of drive the story but it's just not it's not your tea. You know, I feel like there's still a chance. I'll go see it and report back. But like, if I'm... you don't want to read conversations with friends, I don't see you watching The Northman. Look, I like some like, you know, bro-y, like sci-fi, like epic stories, you know? Well, I it's think... not that it was bro-y. It's that it was just... Well, you said it was kind of mask. So I guess... Yeah. I'm... So, you know, it's directed by the same director who did The Witch or the Vavitch and the Lighthouse. And in the same way that the Witch was styled as a, a New England folk tale. And like the Witch truly is like what would happen if all of the like folk tales about witches from the time of Americans like colonizing and settling in um, North America were true. You know, mm. like this very traditional tale of like a witch living in the woods who worships Satan, blah, blah, blah. And mm. like, doing kind of like a, a literal interpretation of that in a very like engaging artful way. Um, I think this similarly is that for this like 
Norse Viking tale of revenge. Mm. And I just, I don't know if that's something you would enjoy. I could definitely see us walking out of the theater and you going, um, I hated that. You know, I liked The Witch. I think to me, it's all down to how slow the movie is. Because the movie is really slow and a lot of exposition. I I do tend to like, you know, tune out. But like, Um, if there's some battles and there's some incest and there's some Bjork, like, I feel like I... There is incest. There's all of those things. There is incest and Bjork. Bjork, There should have been more Bjork. Honestly, she is only in it very briefly. And I could have used about, you know... Uh, 30% more Bjork. 30% more Bjork, as is the case with anything, you know. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy was fab. She always is. Her hair was so blonde. Um, Nicole Kidman was great. Um, Is she, like, she's a main character or is she kind of a side character? She is, in terms of the screen time she gets, she is more of a secondary character but she is a looming presence throughout the film and has some incredible scenes oh i'm so excited i mean i i'm gonna watch it i I think i I might prove you wrong okay Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. 
Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Um, Nicole Kidman, icon, legend, star, in every sense of the word, Oscar winner, uh, Aussie. An Aussie? r I mean, not to start with this, but if that is perhaps Nicole's one fatal flaw, it is the o- occasional slipping into the Aussie when she does, you it's know, her li- therapy scenes in Big Little yeah, Lies, yeah, yeah, etc. Yeah. Her but, like, accent work is spotty at best. <laughs> but the thing is, it doesn't matter because she's no. so magnetic. It's kind of like, I feel like Tony... Nicole transcends genre, space and time, dialects. Tony Collette also, you know, sometimes doesn't always nail the accent, but it doesn't matter. For like sure. there are a lot of like women who it's like it doesn't matter. Because, I know your accent yeah. slipping. <laughs> because you're so good. Um so okay, let's start from the beginning. Is practical magic the beginning for you? Practical magic is the beginning for me in so many ways. I would say of like if we're talking about like pop cultural top tens, you know, we talked uh in our Wizard of Oz episode about how Return to Oz is one of the most formative things in my life. Practical Magic is is like one of those ten things yeah. as well. It is definitely the thing. I mean, I'm I'm sure Wizard of Oz and the related content I think are the first things in my life that made me obsessed with witches, and I think Practical Magic was like the gateway into a kind of like um, modern contemporary like sexy '90s mm. witch. And I think practical magic is like much more of the like aesthetic that I was drawn to. Yeah, you know the like the co- shelf of hair, the like the like coastal grandma vibes, the like cottage core vibes of like the house, the extensions, and, then, and the extensions. Oh my god, there have never been more extensions in a film than there are in <laughs> in practical magic. Truly, truly, you would think with all of the wigs and all of the hair that Nicole has worn, but it really is. I was alarmed by the amount of hair, and that was a it movie. It must have been so heavy and practical. Magic. This is an episode, truly. Everyone, this is an episode about wigs yes, and fake hair. Truly. And and you and I are probably going to do a, a separate episode on Practical Magic. But it's worth mentioning that you did induct me into that movie. That was a true true to the conceit of the show. I had never seen it before. And you were like, you need to see Practical Magic. Yeah, we, on Halloween <clears throat> 2020, wa- watched Practical Magic mm-hmm. um, in your old apartment in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And so your Practical Magic was my Moulin Rouge, another Nicole Kidman, you know, vehicle. And um, for me, it was based in a very specific moment in my life where um, I was kind of coming out of my, like, Bible closet and starting to make friends that weren't Christians and weren't from youth group. And one of my friends had a next-door neighbor that was, like, a uh, um, a profuse atheist at the age of seventh grade. And that was, like, so terrifying to me as, like, a little Christian baby. And yet I was so drawn to, like, this, the badness, you know? So drawn to, like, someone who... I feel like everyone has kind of, like, a bad girl figure in their childhood that, like, you know, broke them open in a little way. And for me, this girl Mel was it. And 
Mel did. Mel's kind of a slut name. It too. is a slut name, and she was a bi atheist slut. Oh my god, I love her. Yes, yes, and she I'm was great. also a bi atheist. slut. Yes, you are. Yes. How do y'all find me? I don't know. Um, and you so, have you have some kind of pheromones yeah. that we're drawn to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so she, so we would like play around the cul-de-sac. We would also like play truth or dare. Like, Ooh, I think cul-de-sacs are slutty. Yeah, cul-de-sacs are slutty. I'm pretty sure that like Mel was one of my first. A cul-de-sac like, is like a hole. We would do if like a street had a hole. We would like sexually explore like as seventh graders together. So she was kind of corrupting us in truth or dairy ways. Like it was like a whole mess. But like Mel was not only the person to show me rent, which was another thing that we've talked about on the show oh about as a thing that broke me open. We'll probably have of, to do a rent episode. At some no, point. We oh, no, we won't. No, we will not. Yeah. Um, and but that was like a secular awakening. But Moulin Rouge was it. And I think for me, it combined things that I'm attracted to now in terms of fabulism, fantasy, the kind of over the topness of Baz Luhrmann's like kind of aesthetic lent it to the extremely gay appeal of that movie. And I think I think that on top of queerness in the movie on top of um, a lot of sex in the movie on top of like you know drugs drinking like all this different stuff and the music and like hookers and the romance yeah and it's like all of that it is it is like a, a mainstream mu- movie musical about sex, sex workers work. yeah. yes and I think that that was like just imagine me and consumption seventh grade Fran, Fran, I'm dying like, of consumption yes and seventh grade Fran like the shows I watch with my family are like Little House on the Prairie and then Mel and being Anna like, Green Gables. yes, and then Mel being like, well, have you seen Moulin Rouge? <laughs> so I will remember watching this movie and being like, feeling kind of scared, literally. Like, that's my experience of watching the film. But in terms of Nicole in this, like, she had taken two vo- vo- voice lessons before this movie, right? And, and eight. Famous, famously. Eight. I mean, the moment that she gets lowered from the ceiling... My, my something shifted. My world Truly. was forever altered. Oh, we also have to say Nicole Kidman is redhead culture. Culture. Um, I would say that eighty percent of the times that I have dyed my hair red have been directly inspired <laughs> by Nicole Kidman, as it should be. Like it's either it's October and I'm watching Practical Magic and I am calling my stylist or running to Target to get a box dye. Yeah. Or, like, I'm watching Moulin Rouge or, you know, something. Back in the days when Nicole was a redhead because, you know, we are now living in Nicole's blonde era. And I think Moulin Rouge specifically was a movie that set the tone for what the rest of Nicole's career would be. Because obviously that wasn't her breakout role by any means, but it was a role that put her on the map in a, in a and different way. I think way. she was nominated, I think it was when she became a movie star. Yeah. Because um, well, no- Nicole was nominated for Best Actress of the Oscars in 2002. She did not win, but I would say that that was the film that catapulted her to A-list superstardom. She had already been swirling in that space, but I think up until then, it was largely because of her proximity to Tom Cruise. And I do think that this transition into her being an A-list actress kind of was the end of their marriage. Um, oh, I didn't know that. I think I think he did kind of resent her stardom, like starting to be level with or even eclipse his. Yeah. Um, and we all know 
that Tom Cruise is like a deeply insecure um, Scientologist. Uh, yes, and we. Uh, oh, and Nicole. So, okay, so she was nominated for Moulin Rouge in two thousand one. Lost to Halle Berry, who won for Monsters Ball. Oh right. But she won the next year for the hours. Wow. Okay, that sounds surprising to me, and that was the beginning of her which I and era. I actually think that it should have been swapped because. She should have won for Moulin Rouge in 2001, and then Renee Zellweger should have won for Chicago the next year. Well, the thing is, well, the thing is, I mean, we needed that. Hall- I think the Halle Berry win is so academy, yes, it, it, academy it, iconography. Well, you know? I mean, it, she was the first black woman to win Best Actress. In addition to being, an, an, but that an, movie an, is horrible. I actually have never seen it, but in, but also like the thing about. Oscars is a, is it's about the speeches. It's not about the awards. It's about the speeches. And Hallie's speech is the reason that the orchestra plays you off now. Did you know that? No. Because Hall, Hallie's speech was so, so long that I think that it went, like, way over time. And they have to, you know, they're, they're charged on all these fees or whatever. And the, the Academy, I think, the next year created a rule around speech times. And now the orchestra plays you off because of Hallie, which I think is iconic. Wow. Um, okay, so... Moulin Rouge was huge. The hours for me, I think, really hit my like collegiate like nerd points. You know I what I mean? Ev- All of the... ev- it's very it's it's a very quintessential like I-, I would say especially gay men are obsessed with the hours and not just gay men. Literary, like kind of Brooklyn esque gay fags, you especially know? ones who are into theater. Yeah, but... and ones that read like A Little Life. Yeah, <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but I. I mean, I. Re- what do you remember about the hours? Like when you first watched Nicole's it? nose. Obviously, Nicole's nose. Meryl carrying the flowers. Uh, Nicole iconically. Mrs. Dalloway bought the flowers herself. Uh, yeah, Nicole walking into the river with stones in her pocket. Yeah, I don't re- I don't remember much about the hours. I think it's more of like a mood piece for me. I I remember I do love Virginia Woolf though. I was going to say I was really uh, at the at the time or maybe honestly because of the hours, I remember becoming really obsessed with Virginia Woolf when I was in the UK for abroad. And I um, remember reading Virginia Woolf's like diaries, which I do not recommend. They're Dark, the, dark, yeah, dark things. Dark. I do I, recommend her poetry, though. Yes, yeah. The collected poems of Virginia Woolf is great. Stunning. But I remember, like, walking around London with, like, Virginia Woolf slash Nicole Kidman's voice in my head, like, thinking of... Because you don't picture Virginia, yeah. you picture Nicole. And I think, honestly, that is the mark of a, of a very stunning biopic, kind of like La Veneno, where it's like, I no longer think about the original... The actual person, I think about how iconic this portrayal was. And you know what? I actually think it's like I'm glad that the that the like cultural portrayal we have of Virginia Woolf is not a biopic that's just about Virginia Woolf because that would be like too much of a bummer. Yeah. And it's good that it's in this story that is about a couple different women. So you're not like overwhelmed by the, you know, depression that was Virginia Woolf's life. Have you ever read Orlando? Um, no, I haven't, but it's very trans. Isn't it's it? very trans. And I've I've read it, but I've never seen the movie starring Tilda Swinton. Mm. And like maybe we should watch that. I've heard that it's not bad. I right? know I've heard it's it's supposed to be incredible. I, I'm not really as much of a Tilda stan as as other people. Ooh, I am um, a t- I'm a Tildanista. I'm a Tildanista. But you know, what is it actually when I when I like you know, when we looked over when you when I say like, you know, uh 
Moulin Rouge was the beginning of a type of woman that Nicole would play, it really is depressed women. Like, Nicole... Depressed but sexy. Depressed, sexy, introspective, because even secretive. In, even in Practical Magic, that's her type. Yes. She is the, you know, she is a victim of domestic abuse yes. um, and sexual violence who, you know, murders her boyfriend, um, but she's still, like, the sex pot. Yeah, she's a sex pot. And I think that, I think that Nicole Kidman... It's the redhead thing. Yes. It is It is absolutely it's the also redhead her, archetype. It's also her voice is irreplicable. Like, she, she really... I think she... Hang on to your husbands, girls. Yes! And I think she has... I think she, when she reads a script, because she really is a cinephile. Like, and when she reads a script... I know, I've seen the AMC ad. (laughs) (laughs) Nicole Kidman... (laughs) Nicole Kidman should, like, teach a film studies class. I would love that. Yeah. But when when she reads a script, you can tell that she's attracted to a certain kind of woman that's holding on to something. You know what I mean? Heartbreak feels good in a place (laughs) like this. Heartbreak feels good in a place like this, the script that she wrote. (laughs) She wrote the script. She She directed. (laughs) She she produced. She was the the big boy. She was the grip. Yeah. Um, Anyways, uh, Stepford Wives. Oh, my God. That... I love Stafford Wives. It's like not a great movie, but it's a great at, performance. I think at the time it was critically lambasted because it's very different from the source material. Mm-hmm. It was directed by Frank Oz, mm-hmm. who, who was that? He was like the Muppets. Oh, he did all the voices of a lot of the. Oh, Mu- wow. He did the voice of Yoda, I believe. That's stupid. Um, <laughs> That's fucking dumb. And the end, and like. The original short story that the Stepford Wives is that is based off of is very much like a thriller horror. It has a very bleak ending. And the Stepford Wives remake is not to that at all. No. It's a comedy. It's an amazing remake. It's an amazing think, remake. Even it's if it's so, not a good movie. It's so fun. And I think it is I don't know that I would call it like a cult classic because no. I don't think it's been like reclaimed or like is beloved in a different way than how it was initially received. Mm-hmm. But I really liked it when it came out. I think it's super fun. Nicole Kidman's performance in it as, like, the executive who has, like, a mental breakdown. The two different selves. The two different selves is, I think, really good. And, like, Bette Midler's so great The transformation's very satisfying. Glenn Close is so good in it. Is Tony Collette in that movie, too? No, Christopher Walken. There's another woman in the movie. I can't remember. No, it's Bette Midler. The guy Faith from Death- Hill! Faith Hill! Oh, yeah, Faith Hill Faith is one of the separate lines. <laughs> I knew it! Okay, that's crazy. Um, But yeah, the, the, that's the other thing is like... Faith Hill, who is part of Nicole Kidman canon, because her song This Kiss is prominently featured in Practical Magic. It is? Yes. The soundtrack slap. The soundtrack in Practical Magic is one of the best soundtracks ever created, but her song um, This Kiss... Or maybe it's just Kiss um, is in the scene where Sally, uh, like, is spellbound into meeting her husband who dies. Yeah. And, you know, it's so crazy now because you and I, like, jotted down, like, some some of Nicole Kidman's things that we wanted to talk about. And, like, down the line between Practical Magic, The Hours, Moulin Rouge, Stepford Wives, like, The Beguiled, Boy Erased, Big Little Ice. It's, like, all these, like, dark, these, like, dark, dark, dark kind of, like, women. And I think that Stepford Wives is the kind of cartoonishness that comes out of that is something that Nicole Kidman still loves to do. And I think that um, when I think about when she's kind of having fun in something like maybe... 
I don't know, nine. Did you watch nine? I've never seen nine. Really? Yeah. You've never seen Fergie do be Italian. I have not. <laughs> do you know? Do you know like what? Okay. So yeah, do you, I do, do you know, know that Fergie's I do, role. I, yes, I do. She's like an old Italian whore. She's an old Italian hooker that I guess has sex with like a like a nine year old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with a young Fellini. A young Fellini. Yeah, I mean, I actually don't. I didn't retain no, any. No, so the movie is about Fellini. Yeah. Wow. That actually that isn't uh, that is all a listers. That movie. That, Fergie, that ter- Kate Hudson, Kate Hudson, <laughs> Nicole Kidman, Penelope Cruz. Maybe like, I should watch it. It's a, it's, it's it's bad. It's a notoriously right? terrible film. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. But we should watch because it because it's because it's part of the like post post Moulin Rouge and yeah. Chicago like it was bo- trying to be boom Chicago. of movie musicals that happened for a couple years yeah. and that that like we're still kind of trying to make happen and it's still really not working and Nicole Kidman has been in a few of them. Let me tell you, it was post-Happy Feet, another Nicole Kidman vehicle. (laughs) no, not Happy Feet. And another movie where she sings. Never seen Happy Feet. She sings good. She She sings good. She has a great voice. (laughs) Yeah, she has a great voice. I loved her in The Prom. I loved her. Give it some zazz. I I loved her in um, the undoing uh, opening credits. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Who made her do that? She, I don't think anyone made her do that. I think she said, you know, you know what would be great? Is if I sang a song. If I sang a song. An original song. Oh wait, she said, no, um, she said, R&R, we don't have, we don't have a theme song yet. You know what, you know what song I love is that one song, um, you ever heard that Carpenter song? It's It's my favorite song. It's so insane. Karen Karen Carpenter is such a legend. It's so insane that she sings that (laughs) theme song. And you, the thing, the reason it's insane is because there's a suspended tension in that show that is, I think, really well done, even though the show is not, it has a terrible ending, that you think is going to pay off and have something to do with the credits. You're, you're, you, at, when you watch the opening credits, you're like, this is so, so random that you're like, this has to have some sort of meaning at the end of the show. And at no point does it ever no, yeah. relate to no, the actual nothing. story. There's, there's absolutely... Like, what does this have to do with the show? There's absolutely zero reason <laughs> for, the theme, for, the, for Nicole Kidman to sing Dream a Little Dream of Me. It makes no sense whatsoever. Which I'm, is I'm leaning away from the mic because I know I'm being hysterical. But there's no reason for it to happen. And like, just like much of what's in that show, there's like the weird like lesbian kiss yeah. in the first episode. Yeah, Phoebe is losing it in the booth because that lesbian kiss was like, I would want to say gay baby because everyone calls everything gay baby. No, but, it's gay baby. But <laughs> you're like, what the fuck did that have to do with anything? Um, anyway, but it was, it was, I think it was more a red herring. I think it was very sure. intentionally yeah, a red yeah. herring and not gay baby. The whole to show personally. was just red herring. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like a bag of Swedish fish. But um, it's, it. but I think actually Nicole Kidman singing the credits is emblematic of this thing that she does, which is like, a choice. A choice. She makes a lot of choices. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to be in this AMC commercial. I'm going to be in Happy Feet. I'm going to do this, like, kind of wackadoodle Galadriel character in Nine Perfect Strangers. Like, I'm going to be uh, Alexander Skarsgård's mom in The Northman after yes! I played his wife in Big Little Lies. Uh, I mean, okay, uh... That, Which is uh, kind of hot. It is hot. It is hot. And let me tell you, her and Aquaman. Mommy, mom, mommy, mommy. I haven't seen Aquaman. You said she has a good fight scene. She in does. It. Yeah. So but in Aquaman, she only did that for the coin. She it, didn't do oh, that because absolutely. I think the same thing as Happy Feet. It's like I you did that for the coin. I also wonder if some of it is about her legacy mm. and like, you know, she's 
making movies in every quadrant, mm-hmm. you know, in the way that we think about film. Like, for she's making movies for every kind of audience. She wants to be a star forever. Not even wants to be. She is the quintessential is. star and the quintessential actress. Like, th- she is I, both in the I argument of she, star versus actress. I think, like, in the pantheon of people, like, really, it's the Big Little Lies girlies. Yeah. Like, Nicole Kidman is Meryl level. Yeah, she is Meryl level. And I think, you know, um, she and her team take pride in her range, you know? Absolutely. Even if she is playing a lot of the same women, it's still... The, the range. And that is not to say she doesn't get it wrong sometimes. She's no. been in some big mega flop doo cacas. Like what? Um, Bewitched. The, the Bewitched remake. <laughs> the Nora Ephron that, Bewitched. That she starred in with uh, Will Ferrell, which I did used to own on DVD and I would watch a lot. And Kristen Chenoweth's in it too. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. 
dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. What we're talking about right now is the Kid Massance, you know, that, which is an Azans. But like, she did kind of go away for a while. Yes. Or at least she had a period where she was not making the the like caliber projects that she is now. Certainly not at the volume and like uh, rapidity that she is now. I would say like the the mid aughts. Mm-hmm. She she was kind of gone for a while. And I think. And Big Little Lies was definitely the return. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it might be a little, um, I think it might be a little flattening to call it a return per se, but it definitely did change her cultural reception. Well, it was also a different medium. It was the first time she had done TV. And I do think, I think you might have said before, maybe even before we started recording, Mm -hmm. Big Little Lies is the thing that has ushered in this era of prestige, prestige TV. TV, of movie stars, Oscar winners doing these prestige projects. like For the first time. For the first time. Big Little Eyes was it. Yeah, was it. And I think that I, it's interesting to now watch her foray into more miniseries like The Undoing, Nine Perfect Strangers, this upcoming show, Roar, that we're going to watch. Like, it, it, I think that that is like, um... You know, it's it's a lot of it's more risks, it's more misses. Like you didn't watch Nine Perfect Strangers, but like no. to top line, like she plays a wellness retreat kind of cult leader that non-consensually drugs all of the people that have like come to this like retreat or whatever. Love. Yeah, and like, you know, unfortunately, um tonally the the show doesn't really know where it's at. All nine of these strangers are kind of in different shows. Like I think that Melissa McCarthy, who I think kind of gives the best performance in the show, maybe better than Nicole's, in my opinion, um, is in a different show than Nicole, is in a different show than the, that one guy from Will and Grace, is who I think is also very good, but in a different show. They're all tonally in different shows, and I think that kind of convolutes what they're trying to do. And I think it's actually remarkable that they're getting a second season, but it must be a Nicole thing. Anyways, Nicole wears this Galadriel-ass wig that does not get wet properly. And yet, she is constantly wet in this TV show, in pools, in bodies of water, come emerging out of it with this wet-ass Galadriel wig that looks bad when wet. But it's like, well, you are wig Nicole master, Kid- get a better wig. The, 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 um, the story of Nicole Kidman is the story of wigs. And <laughs> it's, a, it's a very strange story because there was a press conference for the film Destroyer in which Nicole Kidman wears a very strange wig and a journalist, and I think, I don't like the way this is framed, I'm reading it on the Daily Mail, but... Um, the journalist, I think, wanted to ask her, like, a fun question to rank her favorite wigs, and Nicole Kidman refused to answer it and says she was shutting it down. If you're in a press conference and you're a journalist, especially a young journalist, don't do a fucking fun question. I'm sorry. Don't no, do a fucking fun question. No, but also, if you're question. a celebrity and you've—it's like, I think she— I don't—and th- and listen, I don't think this is a, a question that would be asked to a male 
no. c- celebrity. No. And I'm sure that's part of what's like sensitive about it yeah, for her. And like, of course, this has sparked all these crazy theories about Nicole Kidman being bald or whatever. <laughs> and I don't think just that's whack. true. I think that just like a lot of actresses, a lot of pop stars, like it's just so much easier to wear a wig for a project than to like put your hair through the the trauma of being styled and dyed and all of these things. Yeah. But I think like she just didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. And like I guess she shouldn't have to. But, but also like she shouldn't have treated it like it, he was coming for her. Like well, it's just um someone trying to get like a fun clickbaity article out of that kind of interview. But here's the thing. That's when I that's what I said is like when when I say don't ask the fun question in a press conference, I mean a press conference. Like it's like a public platform in front of an audience to me is not the place to do that. A junket or a one-on-one interview is when you do those like kind of fun big maybe big swing questions. But and they I don't always I, work out well, well let me tell you that. that was, that's what I was going to say is I actually didn't know that pre-record. I didn't know that story about the wi- the wig question and I said to you I said Rose in a, in an alternate life, you were the oh, journalist I, that was I, kicked I, out. I absolutely was the one who because, asked that question because you and I have before brainstormed and article it out about Nicole Kidman's wigs. Like we've all, we've already t- we've talked about uh, doing something. There's definitely wigs. like some kind of article. like buzz, Buzzfeed list ranking Nicole Kidman's yes. wigs. There's probably an out.com article with your name on it about <laughs> probably. Nicole's don't, wig. Don't look it up, don't virgins. Look it up. Please uh, do not search for um, it. But um, uh, yeah. But what I, is your favorite Nicole Kidman wig though? I mean, the Moulin Rouge hair is canon. But I think that's her hair. But I, 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 I think th- that's her. That's still the era where it was her hair plus lots of extensions. Really? Yeah. Really? I think so. We have to look that up. That should be fact checked. I think my answer is boy erased. I think I love her southern, like com- comfort mom. I can't believe you watched Boy Erased. Uh, I but mean, also I can because I'm yeah. sure you wrote some fucking article about well, it. So Garrett Conley is like a friend of mine, and so I really like the 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 the, the everything about that film was very exciting uh, to watch his life put on screen. Is like was an absolutely surreal experience. You're like. Oh my God, Nicole Kidman is playing your mom. But something that I feel like is uh, very telling about the um, the staying power of Nicole is behind the scenes. I've never heard a bad story about her. Everyone loves working. I with love her. that. That's I, great. Everyone loves working with her. He has told me so many stories about how she got to know his mom in a really deep way, and how that just doesn't always happen. You know, a la Gaga in um, you know, House of Gucci, which yeah. like Gaga is also an ad actress where I will see everything she will ever be in short sure. time, of even course. though she doesn't have you know the catalog yet. Um, but yeah, I I think that there's something about how. You know, Nicole Kidman can find empathy in a lot of different people that we might otherwise render a monster. You know, a woman who is beholden to a very homophobic Baptist husband has a lot of complicity that is really ugly. And it's not a character you really want to empathize with. And yet Nicole Kidman saw that and knew where the humanity was. And so for Nicole Kidman to play, you know, a murderer in The Beguiled... Or to play, you know, um, you know, other times she or like a, a, a cult. The Beguiled leader. is so good. I I didn't see it when it first came out, and I only watched it like somewhat recently. I think maybe sometime last year. It's so fun, and it has the, it is stacked with the girls. Yeah, it's Nicole, Kiki, 
um, uh, L. Fanning. It's just like it's basically virgin suicides, like on a plantation. Well, because it's Sofia Coppola. Oh, it is. Yeah, I mean, so it's literally that. So, anyways, um, uh, <laughs> Nine Perfect Strangers, I think, is like that kind of matriarchal, like go get the hatchet. Like, I mean, what doesn't she have like a southern genteel accent in that? She does, yeah. But what is, does she say something about go get the hatchet? Yeah, it's in they, the trailer. They have, it cut, became a they have to cut Colin Farrell's leg off. Oh, is that what happens? Mm-hmm. But she, I think this is spoiler alert. I think what happens is his leg doesn't actually need to be cut off, but because he hit on two of her daughters, she was like, fuck this. Well, no, because he's like, he like comes to their house during the Civil War and he like strikes up a romance with Kirsten Dunst, but then fucks Al Fanning. Yes. And he, he needs help. He's like basically seeking refuge at this plantation home. And so they take him, you know, into their, under their care and he takes advantage of that by becoming kind of a predator. And so Nicole Kidman chops his leg off. Yes. Which is iconic. Which is iconic. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. 
add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. I do think we should, like, dive into Big Little Lies. Yeah, okay. Um, because I think Big Little Lies is the thing that has most recontextualized Nicole mm-hmm. for the current moment and probably where, prob- like, Gen Z knows her from the most. Um, and I do think it is... It's hard to say, like, this is Nicole Kidman's best work or among her best work. But it really is. It is. And it also, like, set the precedent. I mean, as we were saying, like, the golden age of t- of uh, of prestige TV. And I think it, like, signaled to all these A-list actors that they could go do a miniseries, win a bunch of awards. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know, maybe, like, get up their, you know, whatever their, like, pr- their, you know, rate is. Or, like, their, the spawn con that they get to do or whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, what there is to add. Add to a conversation of big little lies, you know, that hasn't already been talked about because it it's has so, been, yeah. But for me, like, the thing is, like, I this is the reason I love Nancy Myers movies, but my favorite, favorite thing that I will always watch is a show or movie about wealthy white women in a moment of emotional crisis. It, well, it was very weird to see Nicole play a victim, mm-hmm. um, because I think a lot of her films, she has really stood in a place of strength mm-hmm. um, and has been the heroine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know, she is, in a way, in Big Little Lies, and I think in season two, you get to see her take a lot more agency for herself. And, like, you know... Season two, I think, is very polarizing because a lot of us kind of wished that it didn't happen because of how perfect season one was. But then, like, who's going to say no to more? And I think it's funny because as we've established that her kind of typecasting is um, dark, depressed sex pot, Big Little Lies is the um, kind of, like, you know, encapsulation of that. And I think that um, one of the most interesting parts of the show to me was the um, murkiness in how Nicole Kidman was into elements of their relationship that were abusive. And that obviously it became not, you know, sexual after a certain point. But in the beginning, you see the way that Nicole provokes him Mm -hmm. because she is turned on by the fight. And that's why it's so messy. Amazing. And and, and like, I think, you know... Like, I don't want to speak for, you know, victims of domestic abuse, but I'm sure that, like, for a lot of people who, you know, are, like, a bit more masochistic and, like, I'm sure there are people where those lines in their own relationships are very blurry. And I don't think that that is something we had seen portrayed by that way. And, like, I don't think there's something about Nicole Kidman being the one to do it. Exactly. Like, seeing that kind of, like violence being enacted upon her and also her engaging in that violence herself because there are times early in that season where she's the one who provokes him. Yeah. Um, or at least, like, is very complicit in, like, the beginning of their violent interaction and then he escalates it to another level. Yeah, and, like, the thing about this cast as well is, like, no one else could play. I mean, Shailene Woodley, like, a lot of people could play that character. <laughs> yeah, but, like, totally. but the other three, it's, like, no one. Like, the only other person that I think can do 
a version of what Nicole does in these roles is maybe like a Glenn Close. But Glenn is not a sex pot anymore. And she doesn't have an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she will. She will. Okay. She. I, I really think she will. I really think she will. She She deserves. And if not, she'll get, you know, a Lifetime Achievement Oscar, you know, at the oh, end of her life. That would be so depressing. Yeah, but a lot of greats have got have never gotten an award and got, like, a Lifetime yeah, Achievement. Yeah, but, like, the the... The story around Glenn not getting it is so much different than for everybody else. Her losing to Cher and then Gaga is... Uh, I wish she didn't lose to Gaga, which is... Not, she, she, she... But she you know, probably was outranked. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I haven't seen Being the Ricardos because yeah. Nicole being in Being the Ricardos and Being Lucy was such a meme before the movie came out and the whole conversation around it was how miscast she was, mm. how she was too old to play her, yeah. like all this stuff. You know, there was that first photo of her in the wig that yeah. everyone laughed it was, at. It was hilarious. And then the movie came out and the only things I heard about it were how good she was she in ate. it. She ate. She absolutely um, ate. But I will never watch it. Um, I don't I don't think it's an amazing movie. I think that, um, I mean, I think Aaron Sorkin is like an infinitesimal like man baby like he just doesn't I don't know I just like don't appreciate like a lot of his writing and I think that this movie specifically is very indulgent in what it invents like it feels like fan fiction Mm -hmm. Um, but it's still a very interesting um, portrayal of basically Lucille Ball is this shrewd egomaniacal businesswoman who has an OCD level uh, to attention that kind of overworks everyone else and then and she's kind of a genius like she's a, sub, a comedic savant and I think Nicole does that very well and I also think that role specifically is actually very different from a lot of other roles she played because not often is Nicole mean in movies mm. she's usually dark and depressed but not as much mean and in, in this she is kind of cruel you know sometimes. what movie she was mean in that we did gloss over which I mean I'm not surprised about uh-huh. The Golden Compass did you ever see that no but I heard the books slap because they're about like the, the destruction of God yeah there was um there was a very badly received kind of flop adaptation of this Philip Pullman book series The Golden Compass that was, came out was that for a sh- HBO? No, no, no. So there has been in recent years a new adaptation of it that's a TV series. Which also flopped? No, I think it's I think it's pretty I watched a couple episodes of the first season and I thought it was pretty good, but I lost interest. But the movie that came out um in the early aughts, it was definitely while I was in high school because I remember going to see it like after school one day, or maybe I skipped class and saw it. Um and she's the villain in it, and she is like the best part of the movie. She's yeah. so mean and like glamorous, which yeah. I think is like a very good sweet spot for yeah, her. It is a good sweet spot for her. Um with with being the Ricardos, I think the meanness like works like it's it's a it's you can't stop watching it. But that's kind of a Nicole thing. Like anytime she's on screen, you're so entranced she by what has she does. So much fucking charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Yeah, period. When is she gonna guest judge on drag race? She we does we not need the that. Place for her. That sucks. We do Night of a Thousand Nicoles. That would be honey. That would I mean they already did this Moulin Rouge spoof on this right, season, Moulin, which right, like right, was right. such a dud. They should have gotten like a call-in message from her. Yeah, they should have. To, if I could give my quick take on being the Ricardos, I think you would hate it. But at the end of the day, like, 
they're like Javier Bardem and Nicole Kidman are just like kind of hot. They just have hot energy, and I think that that, that they are hot. It, it just like lends the, itself. Sometimes to... I think about the fact that Javier Bardem is married to Penelope Cruz, and I just like spontaneously climax. Does Nicole like exclusively like just like work with hot prestige actors? Like, yeah, she why just, wouldn't like, she? Yeah, why would why wouldn't she, she in Destroyer, which is like not a good movie, and she looks so disgusting. And in her love interest is Sebastian Stan. Oh my god, yeah. Um, you know, this brings us to the current day of Nicole, which is the AMC ad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's like the thing that she's currently <laughs> the most famous and beloved for. I don't know if we're gonna say that, <laughs> but it is certainly a transcendent cultural object. It's just amazing the um how saturated she is in pop culture that she can at the same time be doing an Oscar campaign, mm-hmm. um, doing a a like a twenty four movie mm-hmm. that we're, in which she co stars with Bjork mm-hmm. and also be introducing literally every movie at every AMC theater yeah. um, in an ad that like gay people chant along to yes yes and exactly. that that is the that is the like totality of Nicole Kidman and how prevalent she is in pop culture and like. She is a true icon. Yeah. And, you know, I earlier said that, you know, she is both a star and an actress. But I actually do think she's just an actress. Because she is... No, she's a star. No, no, but I'm saying that star quality requires a lot of off-camera shenanigans. And she is pretty she does quiet. That. No, 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 no. She's a very... She's very active on Instagram. What? Yes. She posts like oh my god I don't follow her. She posts daily. What she does like every, I didn't even know she had an Instagram. She does like every. She fucking, seems like one of those actresses she that does, wouldn't have Instagram. She's the kind of person who would do like an Elf on the Shelf challenge Instagram. What her social media manager is working overtime. <laughs> I don't really. Yeah, babe. She is. She is. All oh my over. God. She's doing all the talk show appearances. She is. D- oh, but this isn't her account. Like someone else's. There's nothing about this that. Of course. She's, of she course. She's someone, never opened this of account. Of course, in her someone life. is running it for her. But what I'm saying is like. Oh, I hate accounts like this. She is a movie star. We love it when you slide into our DMs. Yes, so tag slide us on into Instagram. our DMs. And uh, tell us, like, what you want us to watch. And, of course, you can call to confess at 323-PENANCE. That's 323-736-2326. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love to see them. Uh, I'm your co-host, Rose Damu. You can find me anywhere on social media at Rose Damu. And I'm Francisco. You can find me anywhere on social media as well. You can subscribe to Like a Virgin anywhere you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. Like a Virgin is an iHeartRadio production. Our producer is Phoebe Unter with support from Lindsay Hoffman, Julian Weller, Jess Krainchich, and Nikki Etor. Until next week, see you later, virgins. Me. Thank 
thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.